Hey, I'm Ben Ramos, and I get the privilege of serving here as the senior pastor. We are a church all about the authentic power of God coupled with sound theology, because God's given us his inerrant, infallible word, and in it, he calls us to be people who are filled by his Holy Spirit, people who are empowered by his Holy Spirit, and people who are led by his Holy Spirit. As a local congregation, God's called us to help people take steps in their relationship with Jesus, to see them rise from death to life and glory to glory. I just want to thank you guys so much for joining us today. I truly pray and I hope that this message would be an encouragement to you and your life that it would help you to recognize that the mission field is all around you and that it would help you to take steps in your relationship with Jesus. Be blessed. And if you're hungry for the word this morning, would you say, I'm hungry? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Come on. Thank you, worship team. We love you. We're blessed by you. Any kids in the room, you are welcome. We do have some kids' classes, but you're also welcome to stay. Do you, or do as your parents would say. That's right, right? Honor, honor your elders. Honor and obey your parents. <laughs> well, um, this morning, I want to uh, uh, share, and it might come out a little bit differently. I feel like the Lord's been uh, doing, doing a few different things um, and, and shaping, shaping me in a few different ways. And so um, I'm just going to step into it. Is that cool? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. As many of you know, uh, I'm not going to step all the way. because. Hey, camera people. Hey, good morning to our live stream people. Put it in the chat. Say, hey, we love you. As many of you know, I've been, um, I, I got to take a couple weeks um, for sabbatical time, a couple weeks to seek the Lord, a couple weeks to um, get away from it all. And uh, I did it a little. I rested a little. Um, and it's, it's going to take some, some more intentional time of resting for me, some more intentional time of, of um, relearning how to safely process and rightfully process with the Lord and, and deal with stress. And um, it's yeah, it's difficult sometimes. It's difficult sometimes. I remember going into, it was like a week before my two weeks. And um, I was looking at it and just being like, man, I don't need this break. I don't need it at all. And then it's funny how the Lord will speak to us through other people sometimes. And so I began hearing these messages from people like, hey, Ben, when's your vacation? I'm like, what you talking about? What, what vacation? What, what, what are we talking about? Um, and then, and then I'm, I'm kind of slow to the uptake. And then I had people more like directly say, Ben, you need to rest, like grabbing me by the cheekbone and saying, Ben, you, you need to rest. Okay, all right. And then my body started telling me more and more and more, just telling me, Ben, you need to rest. And so finally I got to the place where I'm like, okay, I need to rest. And um, I was like, what, like halfway through my break, and I realized that I, it hasn't been much of a break so far. There continues to be these fires that I got to put out. There continues to be these things that I've got to address. And I remember I was sitting at a table, 
and I was sitting across the table from a wise man, and this guy says to me, if you don't manage the people and the crises in your life, they're going to manage you. Say it again. Say it again. If you don't manage the people and the crises in your life, they're going to manage you. And I, I, I just, I was sitting with it, and I started scratching my head a little bit. I'm like, that's what's happening. I've allowed the events in my life, I've allowed the, the emergencies and the people with emergencies, and I've, I've allowed all of this to begin to, to manage me. And it's not like I didn't know it, guys. Like, I, I, I've got that knowledge, Okay, I, I, I've got my bachelor's in biblical studies and pastoral leadership. I've had some of the best pastors pouring into me saying, Ben, the, the first book that I read after feeling like I was called into ministry was Leading on Empty by Wayne Cordero. Uh, uh, this whole idea of trying not to, or making sure, living your life in that place of, of rest before the Lord so that you don't burn out. Right? I, I've had this knowledge, but I lost the pra- pragmatics. I had this knowledge, but I, I lost putting it into practice. And so when we, when we find ourselves in, in the chaos of life, when we find ourselves where just the, uh, the, all the decisions are become this tornado and all of, the, all of the, the, the weight of everything that we have to do and the people that we have to care for and the direction that we have to, to give... Here's what I do. Simplify. Someone say simplify. 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 I've got to simplify. I simplify the process. I simplify the thoughts. I simplify the needs. I, I simplify. I try to simplify it down. And so I began to do this process, recognizing that, oh my gosh, everything is crazy, so I'm going to take a breath, I'm going to sit back, and I'm going to, I'm going to simplify and so I went uh, before some pastors who speak, speak into my life, some leaders who speak into my life, and I began processing with them and, and just asking them to pray and uh, have them to uh, uh, pray with me that I would be able to simplify in, 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 a, in a clear way. And so I did, if, in, if any of you guys know me at all in a professional capacity, you'll know that I like lists. And so I began writing out lists. I wrote down all the lists of the things that were the needs in my family. I wrote down all of the needs of each ministry here at our church. I wrote down all of the needs of our church as a whole, all of the needs of this community that I could think of, all of the needs of this region. And as I was looking at all of this stuff, I was like, (laughs) that didn't really help. Like, oh my gosh. And And then there was the God thought. That, that moment of you're like, oh my gosh, this all makes sense now, that simplified thought. And here it is, that all of this is dependent on God's provision. All of it is dependent on God providing. I needed God to provide leaders. I needed God to provide support. I needed God to provide direction. I needed God to provide financially. I needed God to provide healing. I needed God to provide rest. I wonder if any of us need God to provide. I needed, I needed God to provide. And in this vein of simplistic thought, I wanted to, I wanted to preach a message to myself this morning. Being, being in this place of, of just needing this simplicity from the Lord. So I, I'm going to preach a message to myself today. And um, I invite you to come along with me. 
Come along with me. Come along for the ride. The title of the message is Resting in the Simplicity of Provision. Resting in the Simplicity of Provision. And if you've got ears to hear this morning, you might just grab a few things. But I want to prepare you on how to learn, how to, how to grow through this type of message. Because we've got different types of messages that pastors give, right? You've got the fiery preaching, yelling the whole time, and, and, and then you've got the, the teaching. And this one will fall somewhere in the middle, and here's how you grow. The first way that we're going to grow this morning is, number one, by asking. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to teach Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the best teacher, and so we're going to ask that he would speak to us. It's funny how much one word will do, right? That one word can bring transformation. If one word from God can create, oh man, oh man. So we're going to ask, and then we're going to come with this expectation that God is going to speak to us. Come with this expectation that God's going to speak the exact thing that I need to hear to bring me shape. I'm going to expect it. And then when he does, I'm going to write it down. So we're going to ask, and we're going to write it down. And then we're going to come back to it later. It's so important that we do. The message on Sunday should never end on Sunday. The message on Sunday should continue to speak into us as the Holy Spirit would bring reminder of it. And as we intentionally come back to it to to continue to get more and more and more and more. It's one of the reasons we have podcasts. One of the reasons we have these recordings. So we can continue to come back to it. And so I want to ask, and with this heart of expectation that God is going to do exactly what we need, I I prayed intentionally and said, God, what do you want to do? God, what do you want to do this Sunday? And here's what I felt like he said he was going to do. And so as I say these things, grab a hold of it. And and if this is you, say, all right, God, I've heard you loud and clear. You're going to do this. I believe that God's going to release provision where we are in this place of like, "I, I need you, God. I need you to provide. He's going to release provision. I believe where we're in this place where we're saying, God, I need to know what to do, direction, that God's going to be speaking direction this morning. I believe that some of us, boy, sometimes we just need a little bit of encouragement, something that we're going to hear, and it's like, oh, gosh, the Lord really ministered through that. I feel like God's going to be doing that and uplifting. There's going to be a refreshing of the Holy Spirit. And within this service, I believe, even live stream, someone listening this morning is going to be able to step into a place of rest that they haven't been able to. You've been trying to get into this place of just settling into the peace of God. And there's been some resistance from the enemy, and God's going to release it. So I'm going to pray. Father, I pray over these things in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that you would move in these ways. I believe, Lord, that as I have sought sought you, I've sought your voice, I've sought your direction, I've asked you what you want to do, and now I'm saying in faith that you want to do these things, that you are able and that you are willing. And so I pray that you would do it. Cause these words to come to life. Cause these words to bring shape to our lives in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 If you have your Bibles or your smart devices, you're welcome to go to 1 Kings chapter 17. Going to be going to the story of Elijah. Elijah. And as I was just walking through this season of recognizing that I, I need God to provide, this story really ministered to me. 
there's some aspects of this story that did all of these things already within me. And if he did it in me, he can do it again. So I want to start in verse 1, the story of Elijah. It says, Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead. That's a lot of Tish. Hey, what's up, Tish? How you doing? I see you. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives. And I know this is a common phrase, as the Lord lives. We're going to see it again within this text even. But it just got me to thinking, how long has the Lord lived? Whoa. And just like chewing on that for a minute, like how long has God lived? Whoa. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created. So before there was anything that ever existed, there was God. Okay, that's pretty rad. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. So we have God the Father there speaking. We have uh, uh, Jesus right there in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, right? And we have the, Holy, the Spirit of God hovering over the waters right there, Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right there before everything. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God doesn't change. He is and will be forever. And he created everything, and he's sovereign over it all. Now, as it comes to creation, as it comes to, uh, as it comes to provision, um, I want you to think about how this is relevant to that. So we have God here. Think of this as a timeline. We've got God here in the beginning before anything else. After everything else, God is forever. And then we have creation all throughout in in the middle of that. And all of this, God is sovereign over it all. In other words, he has the ability to take anything from this timeline and use it according to his will and purposes. So God's resources are eternal. We have access to all of God's resources right here, right now. Because God's alive. God's here. God is sovereign. God's unchanging. Let's keep keep on. Now Elisha, the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. See, God's sovereign over it all, so he can withhold also. And so we see him withholding here. In verse two, and the word of the Lord came to him, speaking of Elijah, depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Shereth, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from this brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, and he went and he lived by the brook at Cherith, that is, east of the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and the bread and the meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And everything about my 80s and 90s self wants to twirl my little valley girl hair and my little scrunchie and say, shut up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Is it really that easy? God, God just spoke to Elijah, and he, 
he followed, and then following that was God's provision. It's, it's that easy. It, it, it's that simple. I, I wonder if, if life is really supposed to be this simple. I, I, I wonder. I mean, like, what if God, like, sent his son as our example, and what if Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing, and he only spoke what he heard the Father speaking? What, and, and what if that wasn't the first time? What if that is actually the biblical example for humanity? What if that's actually what life is supposed to look like? What if? What if? And as, as humans, one of our downfalls is our knowledge, is what we know or what we think we know, right? It's also one of our strengths, but it's, it's often a roadblock. And here's, here's what I mean. I know that when I work, I'm going to get paid. I know that when I get paid, I can go buy that ribeye. Right? Yeah, give me some meat. And so we get to this place of what I call self-dependency, where we're dependent upon ourselves. where now I know that if I need something, I can go out and make it happen. Quote, unquote. Self-dependency and and the human tendency for us is to just get in this cycle of continuing to do this, to do all that I can do to, to get whatever I need to get. And then I get to this place of where I, I, I don't have it anymore. I'm not getting it. And so I throw this Hail Mary pass out to God. God, help me. And then I keep going back to this place of doing and doing and doing and working and working and working and trying and trying and trying without ever listening without ever slowing down to say, all right, God, what, what are you asking me to do? How are you going to provide for me? See, when our dependency is fully on his word, it leaves no room for leaning on our own strength or our own understanding. Right? So Elijah heard God's word and followed and God provided. And I love this because it wasn't just like one, one what I'm gonna call resource, that God was providing from. There was the well, pretty neat. Uh, And then there's the ravens. Like birds are just straight up bringing him food. So good, so good. When God says he's gonna provide, he's not restricted to conventional methods because he's got access to everything past, present, and future. You know, literally what that means is that if God says that he's going to provide for you, in order for the enemy to stop the provision of the Lord, he would literally have to go through and uh, destroy all of creation in itself. And we already know that that's not in the cards because his end is already written. And that's not the way it plays out. Verse seven. After a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Isn't that hard to think about, though? So the place that God once provided is now dried up. Why would God allow that? Well, because the human tendency is to worship the created over the creator. The, the human tendency is to, uh, uh, is to worship the resource rather than the source. Yeah. 
So maybe we're in this season where we're, we're recognizing that this source is, my, my resource is gone. That's because God will change his resources so that we don't end up worshiping the resource and we continue to go back to the source. After a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. We recall that from our earlier verses that God had withheld it. So this is, this is specific. Verse eight, then the word of the Lord came to him. It says, arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and I want you to dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. I love it. Listen, obey. It's a, good, it's a good rhythm to find ourselves in. Listen, obey. And then after we listen and obey, I was just going over this with Zadok the other day. After we obey, then we listen more and obey more. Listen more and obey more. So he arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there. So God said she was going to be there and she was there. You know, God still speaks like this. Absolutely. If we'd seek him. If we'd listen more, then we could obey more. And he called to her and said, bring me a little water and a vessel that I may drink. And she was going to bring it. He called to her and, and, and said, bring me a morsel of bread in your hands. So this guy just keeps adding on. Hey, I want more. I want more. Okay. But God said that you're going to provide. So bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked. I only have a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And now I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And the possibilities of what the prophet in this moment could do next are vast. <laughs> he could just rebuke the woman and be like, listen, woman, I just told you to do it. Do it. And then he, he could have gotten to this place, and we see this elsewhere in Scripture, where this becomes a source of doubt. And we're just like, did God really, did, did I hear God right? Did God really tell me to go and, and do this? But we'll look a little bit more at how Elijah responds here in just a minute. I want to shift our focus towards how the woman responds. Pay attention to how the woman responds to this. I don't, have, I don't have anything baked. All I have is just this little bit of flour. What is this? This is self-focused, what I have. This is belittling of what I have. This isn't much. What I have is, is it, it's not a whole lot. But we got to recognize that Elijah didn't ask her what she had. Elijah didn't ask her um, uh, how little that she had. She just spoke from God to do with what she had what God said. And it's through doing that that God continues to provide. It's a recognition of what God has given me already, whether it's a lot, a little, big, or small, what God has given to me, now doing what God has told me to do with it. Our pride often pulls us towards this self-dependent thought of, well, if I use what I have, then I'm going to run out. Right? Humility says, God knows exactly what he's given me. And he tells me what to do with it. And if I use it all up, God's got eternal resources. He's going to continue to replenish. Yeah. 
Listen, I'm blessed to be a blessing. God has given me stuff in order to be a, a, a conduit, a, 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 flowing, a, a, a flowing area so that it would flow through me and touch the other people around me. And this is, as we're a church that has discipleship at our core, this is a major roadblock to discipleship because we're constantly saying, but I don't, I don't have it. I, I don't have the full knowledge of spiritual gifts. I don't have this, this full understanding of spiritual warfare. I, I don't have the Bible memorized. But we need to stop focusing on what we don't have. Do you know how to pray? Do you know how to read your Bible? Do you know how to listen? Do you know how to open a door? Do you know how to sing to Jesus? Do you know how to turn on a computer? Do you know how to do something? Do you know how to make coffee? God told me to tell you to quit calling it small. Quit calling what God has given you small. You've got something. And so if you have something, let's let's let it go. And as we just, whatever that may be, whatever our small thing is, let's let it go. And as we let it go, as we use it as a blessing towards other people, God's going to continue to open doors there for relationship, and it's going to continue to open opportunity for the Lord to work, and it's going to continue to open opportunity for people to take steps in their relationship with Jesus. What do you have? Are you using it for God's glory? Quit calling what God gave you small. Like this lady called it small. In verse 13, it says, And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said. But first, make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterward, make something for yourself and for your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, The jar of flour shall not be spent. Right? God has eternal resources. The jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did as Elijah said. And she and he and her household ate for many days, and the jar of flour was not spent. Neither did the jug of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. And so we look at the end result here is God producing. Is, is, is God providing? And how did we get there? Listen, obey. The woman listened to the words that were coming from the Lord via the mouth of Elijah, and she, she obeyed. It's so, it's so simple. It really is. I remember um, at my last church, we were uh, doing uh, like a community event, and we invited everybody uh, in the surrounding neighborhood in, and we did this big, uh, like, food event. And as people started showing up, like, we were praying. We were like, God, provide. God, uh, bring the people, bring the people. And we forgot to pray about, like, providing for food. <laughs> like, oh, man. As people showed up, we were looking at the food like, this is not going to be enough. But as people kept going back, the food was definitely enough. It didn't make any sense. Same thing happened with another program right there that we did on that casino road where we were providing uh, after-school food for, for, uh, for kids. And uh, they did not have enough chocolate milk, chocolate milk little cartons for, for the kids. And they just kept, the kids kept showing up. The workers kept going back to the refrigerator, open it up. Okay, we'll just get what's there. 
And we'll go and bring it to the kids, close the, close the fridge, go back. Hey, there's still enough. Okay, let's keep going. Right? Because the resources of God are eternal. We just, we just listen and listen and, and obey. Our way to resting in the simplicity of God's provision is simply this. Simple, simple, simple. Listen, listen and obey. How do we listen? Laura, if, if you and worship team would come up. How do we listen? We listen to the voice of God by reading his word. Let's get in the word every single day. We've got a plan online that will help you to uh, read through the Bible once in a year. The Old Testament, uh, the Old Testament once and the New Testament twice. There are many other plans out there. Doesn't matter which plan you choose. Get in the word. Get in the word of God. It's one of the ways that we listen. I, I have a journal so that when I'm reading the Bible, that the words of God, I, I can remember them. I, I ask, I listen, and I come back to it. We can listen by praying. We're invited into this relationship. This is not some religious following of rules. This is a relationship with the God who is alive right here, right now. And so talking with him on a normal basis, praying. We can listen by processing with safe people. We've got a number of leaders here in our church who are just hungry to be let loose to walk in relationship with people, to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus, to help others. It can be a safe place. And, and, and as we do that, I, I find that as we walk in relationship with people and share, share life with people who are going after the same type of thing, it's like we won't even be speaking directly to an issue. We'll just be shooting the breeze and God will just be like, there's what you need. And we can listen when we're singing to him. So as we, before we leave, here's what I want us to do. I've left us some extra time here at the end of service because I want us to, to press in. I want us to seek God for these things. I want us to seek God for this provision. If you need provision, I want us to be able to pray together with you. Let's seek God to provide what you need because God still does that. Let's seek God for that direction. God, what's my next step? Just like God spoke to Elijah, where to go? I want you to go to this brook. I want you to go to this, this, this place where this lady's gonna provide for you. The resources change, but the sources stay the same. The source is always God. And he's just given that direction. So if you need in direction this morning, we wanna pray with you. If you need just an encouragement, we want to be able to pray over you that the Lord would encourage you. If you need the refreshing of the Holy Spirit this morning, we want to pray. The Bible says that we should be continually filled by the Spirit of God. And so let's just ask him, fill us afresh. And if you need that supernatural um, enablement to step into this season of rest. That is one of the things that the Lord showed me in a vision, just the, the lifting up of like something that's been holding us down so that we can rise up into this place of walking into this fresh season of rest. 
Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you didn't get a chance to give already, you can send a text message with a cash amount to the phone number 84321. Remember, the mission field is all around you. So go in the power of Jesus and bring that transformation for his glory.